Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to This Week in the Garden. I'm Peter Seabrook here to answer some of your gardening queries and to offer some tips for the Easter weekend. Later on, I'll be joined by Emma Rogers from Westland Horticulture to talk about her life in the gardening industry. Our thanks to Sutton Seeds of Torquay, sponsors of this week's podcast, and they have some really interesting introductions this year, including a compact mulberry, and clematis to grow for cut flowers. Goodness, what a weekend last weekend. Eh? I've never known it so warm. In my garden on Saturday, it was like July. Uh, and the uh, sales to gardeners have absolutely rocketed. Uh, we're already way ahead of the last six or so years and Easter yet to come. But beware, that warm weather has got the green fly breeding on roses and I noticed black fly too on my Japanese Acer. A quick uh, spray in time can save nine, so just keep your eye on your garden as you're walking round. Well, this coming weekend is uh, Easter and that's a time when lots of people get out into their garden for the first time and there's certainly lots that we can be doing. Weather's been very kind. I mean, these warm temperatures in March and April have really got things growing. And that really sharp cold spell in January seems to have really put some energy into the flowering on plums and cherries. And now, of course, the apples and pears. Things really do look uh, set for a really good spring. Last week, I was at Riddle College hearing about their plans for a community orchard. And a lady there, uh, Mickey Vindhorse, uh, uh, who has the uh, Mount Holly Orchard in Essex, was explaining that six of our modern varieties have all came from the same parent. Golden Delicious, apparently, is either mother or father to uh, things like John Gold and Elstar, Topaz, Fuji and Pink Lady. Amazing that all those really good varieties have come from just that one parent. But then what are the jobs on the list to do this weekend? Well, there's plenty that you can sow. I mean, this is the time I like to start sowing sweet corn, probably sow two batches, and would sow it in pots to plant out uh, because it likes really warm temperatures to germinate well. And then we need successional sowing of all the salads and garden peas and spinach. Out in the herbaceous borders, if you've got uh, one or two biggish clumps of grasses or Michaelmas daisies or hostas, then you could run a spade through the middle of them and uh, split those up and increase the numbers and the better display. Young plants usually do a lot better than uh, really big old overgrown ones. One really good bit of uh, news this week, I hear from the National Farmers Union that the uh, Minister Marcus Jones has said he'll take measures to amend the rating legislation. There was a thought 
that the nurserymen growing bedding plants would have their big greenhouses classified as factories. And really, if they'd have charged rates at that sort of uh, style, I'm afraid a number of our bedding plant growers would have been put out of business. So it's very reassuring that uh, measures are going to be taken to amend that. Now, one of the questions that uh, I was posed at uh, Cooling's Garden Centre at the uh, weekend before last was about sweet peas. And a number of people in the audience apparently have had difficulty getting them to really grow and flower well. That, of course, is a great worry to me because I love sweet peas. And really, if you're going out this weekend to buy a pot or two of seedlings, and that's probably the quickest and easiest way to get underway, the important thing is to dig a piece of soil, take out at least a spade's depth hole, and dig in a really good lot of manure into the bottom there, something which will hold moisture, most important for the eastern side of the country. And then refill with good soil and let that just settle for a week or 10 days and then plant your sweet pea seedlings into that well-prepared site. What we want to do is to get the roots right down into that uh, moisture-retaining organic matter. And then when the weather turns hot in June or July, the sweet peas have really got some reserves to draw on. Whether you go to the length of growing them cordon style and taking off all the tendrils and pitching out the side shoots as I do, well, that's for you to decide. Quite honestly, uh, the easy way is to just put a few bushy sticks up around them and let them grow up in a sort of teepee. And you'll be cutting loads of flowers week after week. Now this week I'm fortunate enough to have uh, Emma Rogers with me. Uh, I think you're Public Relations Officer for Westland. Would that be the right title, Emma? Yeah, that's correct, yes. Now, you're a very attractive young lady sitting opposite me here. <laughs> uh, how did you get into horticulture? Um, I, got, I kind of fell into it a little bit by accident, really. Um, I started off as a journalist um, when uh, I was uh, just left college. And I started off as a journalist on a weekly newspaper. Um, and then I went to a daily newspaper and I was a journalist for probably six years and I, I don't know about you Peter but it, it got to the point with um I'd been on local newspaper for, for a long long time and hadn't made it through to nationals and I wanted to not do kind of 12 hour days which was what I was ended up doing quite a lot at the local newspaper level and so I saw a job which was advertised in public relations and and decided to go for it really yeah so that were you that, worried about that change then because when we do make quite dramatic changes sometimes it can give us a sleepless night or two well I was accused by a lot of my colleagues about kind of poacher turned gamekeeper I think was the <laughs> phrase that came <laughs> came to a lot of their minds um but actually it was for um an organization which I'd, I'd worked with a lot as a, as a journalist it was for our local fire service I really cared a lot for the organisation and had seen firsthand what it had achieved. Um, and it's a, it was a fantastic service, or still is a fantastic service, and they do so many really good things there. Um, that it was it was the job that I, I jumped at. So, and then gardening, and then gardening. You know, the fire service to gardening was a pretty big jump again. Well, not necessarily. I mean, they both um, they both involve um, watering hoses. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and actually, pressure was, is a bit different. <laughs> <laughs> pressure is a little different, yeah. Um, in terms of the other other sort of similarities, um, they they both involved um, a, a very kind of 
close-knit industry and and people that really care very passionately about about what they're doing and and in both industries I would say that you get a lot of people who think that it's it's their vocation it's what they were born to do um and and the fire service is a very friendly kind of area to work in and likewise with gardening I think everybody that I've come across in this industry has got that same kind of passion that same kind of desire to sort of educate and the same friendly down-to-earth attitude. I've always felt that in gardening we fight the weather rather than one another yeah and I suppose firemen too have a a common objective that that they have to work to uh, achieve yeah exactly um and also the education part of it is something that um uh is quite similar as well i mean obviously in in the fire service that you're trying to teach people about the the dangers of of uh, electrical fires and being safe in the kitchen and putting up smoke alarms um and in gardening you're trying to teach people about how to get the most success out of their gardening experience and how to enjoy it so that ultimately you carry it on for, for many years to come. Well, from that sparkle in your eye, it looks as if you quite enjoy it. Do you take your work home? Do you garden at home? Before I joined Westland, I had never, ever done any gardening before in my life. Really? <laughs> Apart from maybe when I was a, a lot younger and out with my mum um, and dad in the garden. Yeah, I, I, when I first joined Westland, I had a rented house, um, so there was... There was really a limit to what I could do, um, and I think it's it's quite sad that a lot of people today don't actually have kind of a land of, of their own in which they can really get excited about it. Um, so I, I could pot up some containers, and I, I grew some strawberries um, in the first year, but that was kind of it really. Um, and then my husband and I were lucky enough to buy a house a couple of years ago, um, and since then I've really quite got into it be careful it's a terrible disease you know but i think if you've gardened with your parents <laughs> or your grandparents a lot of it sticks doesn't it i mean my two children uh, one a teacher another one working in the city uh, both now have allotments yeah. it, it sort of uh, was absorbed as youngsters and then it comes out in later years do you, do you think you you have some of that f- feeling for gardening from your mum and dad no, 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 I don't. I, I don't really. I can't really remember a lot of um, what I'm supposed to do from from my mum and dad. I can't. The one thing that I think I did get from them was um, appreciating the kind of beauty of of being outside and and looking at plants and looking at a, a fantastic garden. Um, not so much the knowledge in terms of how to do it, but that's where. Um, Working at Westland obviously helps because we've got a whole team of, of horticulturally minded people that I can get advice from. And also, my husband used to be a landscaper, so um, oh, really? yeah. So and he's a tree surgeon now, so um, yeah, he's he's quite practical in terms of um, gardening kind of experience as well. So and then, how are things in the garden trade this spring then? Because you you must be coping with. Uh, Composts, lawn feeds, all kinds of fertilisers. And of course there's a seed business. You've got uh, Umwins and uh, Marshalls. So it's quite a broad uh, range of product. Yes, we do. Um, So in terms of the um, seed business at the moment, um, it's going really, really well. The the one product that is going fantastically this year um, is our new uh, Westland Safe Lawn product. So that's um, a product which we developed um, 
specifically after doing some market research. So we had a lot of um, people in the research group who said that they didn't put anything on their lawns because they were worried about the safety of their children and pets. And we thought that this was something quite interesting um, for, for people to say. And obviously the fact that a lot of people do have children and, and pets, it, it potentially was a, a very big kind of market of, of, of people who who wanted a really, really nice lawn but felt that they weren't able to get it because they didn't want to compromise on, on safety and using chemicals and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So this is a product that we um, developed, which is basically got 100% natural ingredients in it and it's really targeted for that, that particular market. Um, and it's sold into the garden centres really, really well. There seems to be a, a real kind of consumer appetite for it. Um, and it's selling out equally well. Um, we've got the TV advert, which is going to be starting next week. And that's going to feature um, a CGI animated lawn man who's a big kind of cuddly monster who's made out of grass. Um, <laughs> and he he basically is um, a character who gets trampled on by kids and dogs and he feels a bit a bit um, worn and tired and he gets rained on and and then the the dad of the household decides to put some western safe lawn down and um he's basically he comes to life and he does a bit of a song and dance with the kids and he does a few cartwheels and yeah he's really happy so, so very family orientated i mean i'm interested to see that a number of garden centers now uh, are allowing dogs to go in with customers you know this sort of yeah. awareness of of pets has become very strong in recent years well, in Britain, we are known as, as pet lovers, aren't we? We um, have always had a big um, uh, history of, of having pets like dogs and cats. And I think that's something which really has exploded in recent years. I hear that in some garden centres, you can actually um, get um, uh, treats and cakes bought for your dog. Um, <laughs> so, and you can order them from the same place that you can order cakes yourself. <laughs> yes, I think Bent's in Warrington have got this uh, yeah. dog cafe yeah. you know, with a menu for uh, humans and a menu for the, yeah. the pets. Yes, I, I want to know if they actually sing happy birthday to the dog as well. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't put it past some pet owners. Yeah. But now part of your job too is training youngsters. Westlands uh, have a, a mentoring scheme. Yes, it's called the Rising Stars Programme. So it's something that was set up about seven years ago now. Um, and it really has kind of grown in, um, and, and evolved in that time. And basically, we get um, a, a group of uh, young people who work at garden centres up and down the UK. And we gather a group of about sort of 30 of them at the start of the year. And we um, basically deliver all of the training that they that they need to further their careers um, and give them a project to do and throughout the year they have uh, training which helps them drive sales in their particular garden centre and and really make their garden centre a, a really exciting attractive destination for for members of the public to come to and then at the end of the year, they measure their success in terms of what they've done and they deliver a presentation to their peers. And we invite five of them, the, the top five, to the Garden Centre Association Congress. Well, I was there, of course, to see them last January. Brilliant to see these young people with yep. such confidence uh, making these presentations. Yeah. And for many of them, it's the first time they've actually um, made a presentation in, in their life. 
But because it's a project that they've been working on all year and they've had a lot of tutoring on it, they get really empowered and really excited about what they've learned and they, they really want to tell people about it. So even though they're standing in front of sort of 300 garden centre owners, they are able to have the confidence and, and the passion to actually deliver that presentation in a really, really good good way. Um, and then at the end... Um, all of their peers actually decide who will go on to win the Rising Star of the Year, which is a tremendous thing for anybody to put on their CV. Well, I found that terribly difficult in practice. You know, all five of them within their own areas put such good cases forward. And Mm. it's really great to see these young people working hard to, in practice, just pass on uh, sound and useful advice. And we've actually had um, some a lot of successes in the scheme as well. Um, so there's there's one former rising star from two or three years ago who's now actually a garden centre manager. Um, so it has actually um, in, enabled um, a, a lot of of these young people to actually rise up through through the ranks and actually become managers in their in their own right. Emma, thank you very much indeed. Keep up the good work. Thank you. And we'll watch out for your grassy green man. (laughs) Thank you very much, Peter. Just to round off, uh, there's a poem here from uh, the lovely lady from Riddle, Pam Marden, called The Gardener. No matter what the weather be, ain't right for that old gardener, see. He looks up at the cloudless sky and says, The ground be far too dry. Another time the ground's too wet, can't get digging out there yet. But peas and leeks and maras grow, carrots, onions in the show. Runners, greens, they're all a winner. He don't half enjoy his dinner. And for all his mumble-mumble, I reckon he just likes to grumble. So there we are, that's gardeners, always worried about the weather. Thanks again to our sponsor this week, Sutton Seeds of Torquay. And thank you for listening. We'll be back next Thursday. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.